I'm Tucker, and this is Scene Play, and it's been a while, and I'm sorry about that. I had some health issues pop up rather quickly, and so my normal recording and editing schedule has been thrown into quite a flux and remains in quite a flux. So what you're about to hear is not a regular episode. Uh, it is not as edited as I would like it to be, or at all, in fact, but it is a really fun and cool game, and I wanted to give you guys something to listen to, and so this is that. The game is The Quiet Year, which is by Avery Alder, who publishes through Buried Without Ceremony with the tagline games that mean something. And while this game certainly means something, it means a lot about Tumbleweed, which I'm sure you will all find out very shortly. This episode has some violence in it, and that is the main warning that I have. And so, I'll see all of you on the other side. Is that I can cut anything and will cut most things, because <laughs> that's the type of person that I am. And to that effect, when you're talking, if you want to think, you can always take time to think. But when you're thinking, don't just keep talking and keep slurring the world into each other, because all of this is still space that I cannot cut. So if you're thinking, you want to pause. You don't want to use space fillers if possible. And if you just talk and you add ums into the middle of it, that is super okay. But try to avoid using ums for stalling and especially try to avoid umming into saying something. Because Why? Because like you're going to go through and you're going to look at that and right. you know, and, and you're going to cut out where there's nothing. Right. And the other thing is... easy to see versus... Yeah. And the other thing is I can cut ums that are just in space so if um i say something like that that um can just i can pull that right out of the recording and it sounds wicked natural and then we all sound super articulate you know it's awesome <laughs> because you can pause for so much time to get something and then just say and, and then just say it and the way it cuts is it sounds like you immediately had that on hand <laughs> nice. the very moment you were asked a question and so to that effect I and everybody around the table should be asking really hard questions of everybody else because that's how you get good answers. And we get to sound really smart answering hard questions <laughs> really, really quickly. <laughs> All right, let's do this. So, hey, I'm Tucker, and this is the Scene Play Podcast. I am the host, and something I've recently been excited about is a band called Steel Train, which is basically... The guy from Bleachers, if you know who Bleachers are, you should know who Bleachers are. They're incredible, and their lead guy used to be in this band called Steel Train, which is kind of punk, is punky, but with better written music, I think. Um, I'm Nelly. Um, there's not a lot going on in my life right now, <laughs> but my girlfriend just got back from abroad, so that's lit. Pronouns. Uh, she, her. <clears throat> what's going on i should introduce so myself. introduce yourself say something you've been excited about recently and then pronouns i'm jeremy uh, i use he him pronouns and uh i'm excited to watch fig eat ice cream that's fair that's fair so the game that we're gonna play today is called the quiet year and what it is is it, it says what it is at the start. Ron, do you want to read the uh, first paragraph here for me? Absolutely. <laughs> what this is, this is a map drawing game. 
You collectively explore the struggles of a community trying to rebuild after the collapse of civilization. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) It's a game about community, difficult choices, and landscapes. When you play, you make decisions about the community, decisions that get recorded on a map that is constantly evolving. (coughs) Parts of the map are literal cartography, while other parts are symbolic. Players work together to create and steer this community, but they also play devil's advocate and introduce problems and tensions into the game. There it's you a go. lot of power. It is a lot of power. So the way you want to think about this, this isn't, and obviously, Ron, you don't have the background, but Nelly, this isn't like a traditional game where you have a character and you're playing that character. And this isn't even a traditional game in that we're that interested in characters like they're they'll be there they'll exist but the story is centered on the community and so we will act to play characters within the community but more often than not we want to think about those characters as being representative of a bigger group within the community and to try to have conversations as the community as parts of the community as a whole rather than individual powerful people inside the community and then the other role like we said, is that we will be able to be the ones who bring in obstacles and problems that need to be solved. All right. Um, So we have a whiteboard in front of us, which will be our map. And we have a bunch of contempt tokens, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And we have a deck of cards here, which I'll also go over. There's a lot of things that are going to happen here. And let me flip this. Opening story. You want to read the story? Sure. All right. For a long time, we were at war with the jackals. Now, finally, we've driven them off, and we've left. Ah, and we're left with this: a year of relative peace, one quiet year, with which to build our community up and learn again how to work together. Come winter, the frost shepherds will arrive, and we might not survive the encounter. This is when the game will end, but we don't know about this that yet. We don't know about that yet. Oh God. Um, what we know is that right now, in this moment, there is an opportunity to build something. Should I go to tools? Uh, I, c- I can do the tools quick. So, let's start by familiar. Fam- um, let's start by familiarizing ourselves with our tools. So, this whiteboard is going to be our map. Before we play, we're going to establish some of the landscape that our community exists in already, and as we play, we'll add new discoveries, conflicts, and opportunities to the map. Parts of the map will be literal cartography, and other parts will be symbolic. We'll try to avoid writing words, though common symbols are fine. Throughout the game, we'll be responsible for drawing on this map. It is fine to draw poorly or crudely, but all of us are going to draw. I'm going to draw very crudely, this time given my lack of a right hand. Um, So here are dice. And these are our project dice. When our community starts to do a project of some sort, we'll place one of these on the map to denote that there's a thing going on here that we're taking time on it. And after every turn, that represents a week. So 52 cards, 52 weeks, a year. Very fun. So every week, we'll tick down one on that die. And when that die is finished, the project is complete. These are contempt tokens. They represent any tension and frustration that might arise within the community. And we'll talk more about them later. And then here's the summary card, and the summary card lets you know what we're going to do each week of the quiet year. And so here's our deck. Um, So we have a lot of different suits, and the suits each represent a season within the year. So our hearts here are spring, 
Diamonds are summer, clubs are autumn, and spades are winter. This is the king of clubs. This is the frost shepherds. So when we draw this card, the game's over. And the frost shepherds arrive, and we will talk about what that is, but we don't really know yet. Um, can somebody do the shuffling for me? And so basically shuffle the spades and then shuffle the clubs and then put the clubs on top of the spades and then put the diamonds on top of the clubs and then the hearts on top of the diamonds. Can we go over the seasons one more time, or it's just yep. chronological? Uh, yep. So yeah. So we'll, so we'll yeah oh, we'll we'll, we'll draw through the year. We're starting in spring. So the diamonds should go next, I believe. And who we are? I'll probably cut this, but um, I'll read it just so you guys can hear this again. But we all have two roles to play in this game. The first is to represent the community at a bird's eye level and to care about its fate. The second is to dispassionately introduce dilemmas as scientists conducting an experiment. The Quiet Year asks us to move in and out of these two roles. We don't embody specific characters nor act out scenes. Instead, we represent currents of thought within the community. When we speak or take action, we might be representing a single person or a great many. If we allow ourselves to care about the fate of these people, the quiet year becomes a richer experience and serves as a lens for understanding communities and conflict. We'll also be presented with opportunities to introduce new issues for the community to deal with. This will happen often when we draw cards or use the discover something new action. By dispassionately introducing dilemmas and then returning to our other role as representatives of the community, we create tension and make the community's successes feel real. If there's an issue you struggle with in real life, like whether violence is ever justified, introduce situations that call that into question. Uh, Ron, you want to read about sketching terrain? Or any questions about that first? Not terrain, about our role. No, I think, I think I understand. Yeah, cool. Okay, sketching terrain. Before the game begins, we must establish some facts about the community and what its surroundings are like. We begin with a brief discussion, taking two minutes at most, of the general terrain and habitat of the area. This can be as simple as someone saying, how about a community in a rocky desert, and everyone else nodding in agreement. At this point, each of us should introduce one detail about the local terrain. When we introduce our detail, we then sketch our contribution onto the map. These sketches should be rough and simple, leaving lots of blank space for additions during play. The community itself should be fairly large on the map, perhaps occupying a third of the sheet. Unless otherwise stated, assume that our community has 60 to 80 members. As an example, a group might decide to set their game in a forest. The first player introduces the detail, Alright, the forest is full of young spindly trees. The next player adds, And it's nestled within a steep mountain range. The third player adds, We've taken up residence in an old mining camp. The final player says, and the trees in this area have all been clear-cut. All details are added. Uh, the players draw them onto the map. All right. So where do we want to be? 
Can I just push for something with color? Because I feel like I've done a lot of games that are all gray recently. <laughs> like all most of my story, most of my story games end up being like gray, and then there's this one bit of color, and that's that's fun, that's great, but could try something else for me. <laughs> sure, as long as color is not central to the thing, seeing as I'm colorblind. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <clears throat> Is an oasis too much exactly what you said not to do? Uh, but if it takes place entirely in the oasis, yeah. then it, it, I do an oasis. Mm -hmm. Okay, an oasis. And now we each get to add one detail to this oasis. And... Ba -ba -ba -ba. our map for a little bit frost shepherds in the desert feels frost shepherds in the desert that's incredible okay <laughs> all right i think that the oasis is it's like a collecting pit if that makes sense it's kind of like this slit in the desert and the slit implies that something too thin but it's like an eye like a like an eye shape in the in the desert and it's the lowest point in the desert and so it's where all the all the groundwater collects and that's why there's an oasis there mm. and so like the boundaries of the oasis are kind of defined by this eye shape which i'm going to draw poorly Oh no, oh no. It's a very rough yeah, eye shape. Perfect. <laughs> How about the the desert surrounding us is um <clears throat> dangerous and dry enough such that you would need a very significant portion of the overall water in the oasis in order to actually make it past. For any individual For, or yes. like, okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. How are you gonna How are you gonna draw that? Skeletons. <laughs> <clears throat> What's something really dry? Bone. <laughs> <laughs> the dryness of the desert will be represented by a bone. looks kind of like we have an I and an I, you know, like the letter and the shape. Okay. <laughs> um, I really want there to be like an area with really long grass just because I feel like so many things can emerge from long grass. That's fair. Um, hmm. Wherever you want. Can I keep going with the I? Oh my um, God, are we going to draw an I? And yeah. We find it's out at the end of the game that this is the eye of God. Oh my God! <laughs> it's a patch. Can we put a compass rose on here just to get our bearings? <laughs> <laughs> I 
so in the center of the eye shape is a circular patch of very long grass. <laughs> I won't get lost now with that Alright, so now that we've sketched terrain, we're going to decide on important resources for the community. And so we're going to have things that are can either be in abundance, abundancy, is that it? Abundance, there's no C, abundance or scarcity. And so the examples they give are clean drinking water, a source of energy, protection from predators, adequate shelter, or food. Choosing a resource makes it important, if it wasn't already. If you pick gasoline, it becomes something that your community wants and needs. As a group, we now choose one of those resources to be in abundance. It gets listed on an index card under abundances, and whoever called it now draws um, that abundance on the map somewhere. The other resources get listed as, sca as scarcities, and the players who called them will draw their absence or scarcity on the map somehow. Remember that symbols and symbolic representations are fine, but words should be avoided. All right, so now we're just each going to declare a resource. I could do communication with the outside world or with the rest of the world. I would do tumbleweeds. <laughs> I'm really on a plant mood <laughs> right now. Maybe some some sort of very rare metal that um, has very little value to us, but quite a lot to those in the outside world that we're communicating with. What's it called? Vibranium. 
unobtainium. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> unobtainium. <laughs> Just call it kryptonite. You could. That's an option you have. <laughs> oh my god. Two tiny mesas. Two tiny mesas. <laughs> so many memories. Hmm. If only Kaylee wasn't dead. Mally, could you grab a pen? Oh, yeah. I could. Somebody else do this thing. <laughs> <laughs> so just write each of them, then we'll decide, and then we'll decide which is in abundance and the other two will be in scarcity. in abundance and what is in scarcity. I think tumbleweed is absolutely in abundance. <laughs> <laughs> We're swimming in tumbleweed. What is the tumbleweed for? It just tumbles, you know? And maybe they're sentient. <laughs> so what, but... It's for the desert so aesthetic. It, yeah, yeah, it is It is important. So it has to be important yeah, yeah, for yeah. the community some way. So how are tumbleweeds important for this community? They could build their houses from them. God. Oh my god. That's awesome. <clears throat> Alright, cool. So tumbleweed is in abundance and then the other two are not. I think it also helps the ecosystem. Oh, the tumbleweed houses are oh, there's like vines growing into yeah. the it's, it's They the, make us a great site for shooting old West films. <laughs> yeah. Wild West We're films. Very, yeah. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. We can have some standoffs. Oh man. Just millions of tumbleweed. Just, just so many. <laughs> right, and now we need to draw all these on the map. Okay, I'll draw this little kryptonite mine. <laughs> it has to be. It has to be green, Ron. It's kryptonite. Can I just draw a ton of tumbleweed? <laughs> I mean, little. We're gonna write a lot of other things okay, on okay, here, okay, so okay. keep I'll, keeping I'll that in mind. Yeah. Both in and out of the eye. Right. I'm gonna draw like a single, like a wire leading out of town. Kryptonite mine is denoted by a K in the southeast quadrant of our of our eye here. Mm -hmm. Tumbleweed houses look like igloos. God. 
And those are our lines of communication. Mm-hmm. They're like the uh, the tall things, you know? Power lines? Yeah. Mm. Let's just make it one, though. There used to be two, but that one's broken. <gasps> wow. I'm very sad. <laughs> now communication only goes out, not <gasps> in. Oh, my God. <laughs> hmm. Is it still communication? <laughs> Nope, that would have been mean. Um, okay. And so just to remind us of the opening story, for a long time we were at war with the jackals. The jackals are somebody we don't need to know now, but that is the thing to keep in mind. But we finally driven them off, and we're left with this, a year of relative peace. One quiet year. That's That was the important. I just wanted to bring up the jackals again because they're fun. All right, so we have resources. <laughs> And now we get into the rules of how this game is played. Uh, who read last? You did. Natalie, you want to tell us about the week and drawing yes. cards? The week. The basic unit of play in the quiet year is the week. Each week is a turn taken by one player, with play proceeding clockwise around the table. Weeks should take an average of two to three minutes to complete. During each week, the following things happen. The active player draws a card reads the relevant text aloud, and resolves it. They follow all bold text. Project dice are reduced by one, and any finished projects are updated. The active player chooses and takes an action, discover something new, hold a discussion, or start a project. Um, Drawing cards? Yeah, sure. Drawing cards. There are 52 cards. um, Oh, sorry. As there are 52 cards, there are 52 weeks. We won't necessarily get to play all of them. The Frost Shepherds could arrive any time during winter. Most cards have two options to choose from, separated by an or divider. Pick the option that you find the most interesting and fitting, and read the text aloud. The card might ask you a question, bring bad news, or create new opportunities. Many cards have specific rules attached to them, which are written in bold text. If you drew the card, it's up to you to make the decisions that the card requires. If a card asks you a question, think about whether your answer could be represented on the map somehow. If it fits, update the map to reflect the new, this new information. For example, if the card asks you about the sleeping quarters for the community, you might end up drawing a row of tents near the edge of the forest. Sorry, I'm just going to read a thing quick that I do every game. Uh, and I've gotten better at doing over time. Cool. So, this is the X card. Um, it's a tool that was developed by John Stavropoulos, I believe. It's, it's hard. Uh, you can find it at tinyurl.com slash xcardrpg. And the way it works is that I'd like your help, your help to make this game fun for everyone. If anything makes you feel uncomfortable in any way about something that's said, I want to remind you right now that you have complete control over this story. You have complete veto power over this story at any time, all three of us. And so if anything is comes up that makes you not want to continue the story or feel like this, the story is going away that makes you feel uncomfortable, you can lift this card up, you can tap this card, and we will just edit back. And so you don't have to explain why. It doesn't matter why. When we lift or tap this card, we simply edit out anything that we decide is being X-carded. And if there's ever an issue, we should take a break and talk about it. And so that's what this is for. Um, the Quiet Year isn't a game where I've had, where it's been too difficult before, um, but it's always worth having this tool on the table, I think. 
that's just a fun side thing. Or a not so fun th side thing, but it's really important for these type of games. Cool. Uh, let's talk a little more about the next thing. Alright, so as Ron has the actions in front of them, there are um, three of them. Um, you can discover something new, you can hold a discussion, or start a, a project. In addition, the community is always working on projects that have already been put forward. So unless your card specifically tells you otherwise, the next step after taking your turn is to reduce each project die by one. If, that if a project reaches zero, the die gets removed and the project is completed. Whoever started the project gets to tell everyone how it turns out and, the up and update the map to reflect its completion. If a project finishes early because a card says so, it is instead the responsibility of the active player to tell everyone how it turns out and update the map. If your card's bold text had you place a project die on the map just a moment ago and that die, does, that die doesn't reduce during this week. Sorry. Yeah. So basically what happens, if you draw a card that tells you to create a project, that project doesn't reduce this week. It reduces next week. Um, when a project gets completed, it is assumed that it has went successfully and is beneficial to the community. In some cases, it might make sense to have an investigative project end with hope dispelled. Even in these cases, the completion of a project should always feel like a step forward, never backward. This doesn't mean the whole community will always be happy with the results, though. So now going into the different actions you can take after you've drawn a card and reduced project dice. Uh, one is discover something new. One of the action types is discover something new. Introduce a new situation. It might be a problem or an opportunity or a bit of both. Draw that situation onto the map. Drawing should be small and simple, smaller than an inch, finished within 30 seconds. Whenever things seem too controlled or easy, we use this action to introduce new issues and dilemmas. When individual characters get introduced, we'll give them names and record these names on our index card. Some example situations. There's a dried up well located at the edge of town. Mangy wolves have been slinking around the woods. There's a broken down water wheel a mile upstream. Strange wailing noises come from the forest at night. A self-declared prophet arrives. You want to talk about destructions and starting projects? Did you mean discussions? Yeah. What do you think I said? You said destructions. Oh, did I? We all know where my mind's at. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hold a discussion. Another of the action types is hold a discussion. You can choose to open with a question or a declaration. Starting with you and going clockwise, everyone gets to weigh in once, sharing a single argument comprised of one to two sentences. If you opened with a question, you get to weigh in last. If you opened with a declaration, that's it for you. A discussion never results in a decision or summation process. Everyone weighs in, and then it's over. This is how conversations work in communities. They're untidy and inconclusive affairs. Each discussion should be tied to a situation on the map. When a discussion ends, mark the situation it is attached to with a small dot. Some example conversations include... Should we retaliate against the bikers? Uh, could we use the school bus as a sleeping area for the village children? It's important that we stay concise. If any of us feel like we have more to say on a topic, we can always hold another discussion about it at a later point. All right. Uh, and like to be clear, I'm probably going to cut most of this. This is this is definitely for us, but we should read all this because. <coughs> This game is really well written and really cool, I think. Um, you want to talk about resources, balancing actions, and contempt, which is one of my favorite things. Updating resources. At the start of the game, we'll have one resource in abundance, and at least that many in scarcity. 
This list, um, sorry, these lists serve as guides for interpreting the health of the community. Throughout the play, we'll update these lists to reflect the changes in our circumstances whenever we feel that it is appropriate to do so. Maybe the completion of all project uh, of a project alleviates a scarcity or creates an abundance. Some weekly cards will alter these lists as well. Balancing the actions. Discover something new lets us introduce new situations and dilemmas into the game. Hold a discussion lets all us all talk about the state of the map and the community. Start a project lets us solve our purpose our problems and grow. Um, by respecting this division of purpose, we make sure each week involves making important decisions. It's important that we respect the purpose and balance of these three types of action. We shouldn't use discover something new to skirt our problems by conveniently encountering the very supplies we lacked. We shouldn't hold a discussion about situations we haven't even mentioned or introduced yet. Contempt. If you ever feel like you weren't consulted or honored in a decision-making process, you can take a piece of contempt and place it in front of you. This is your outlet for expressing disagreement or tension. If someone starts a project that you don't agree with, um, uh, you don't get to voice your objections or speak out of turn. You are instead invited to take a piece of contempt. Contempt will generally remain in front of players until the end of the game. It will act as a reminder of past contentions. Its primary role is as so a social signifier. In addition, you can discard it back into the center of the table in two ways, by acting self selfishly and by diffusing tensions. If you ever act selfishly, if you ever want to act selfishly, to the known detriment of the community, you can discard a, tempt, a contempt token to justify your behavior. Um, you decide whether your behavior requires justification. This will often trigger others um, taking contempt tokens in response. If someone else does something that you greatly support that would mend relationships and rebuild trust, you can discard a contempt token to demonstrate that th how they have diffused past tensions. And so this comes out of something really interesting about this game, and that is restraint. Um, so in the quiet year, we're not, this is not an open discussion. So a lot of role-playing games are a conversation with the rules overlaid over it to give you more options to make the conversation more powerful and interesting. In the quiet year and a couple other games, that's not the case. The There is definitely a conversation, but the rules strictly di dictate the conversation, when you can talk, when you can't talk. And so, in the quiet year, we must refrain from freewheeling discussion about what to do next. There are specific mechanics in the game for discussing community issues and demonstrating our displeasure. When we play, we don't speak out of turn or attempt to circumnavigate these mechanics. These rules work to demonstrate how difficult it is to engage the entire community in conversation, and how tensions and disagreements tend to linger across weeks or even months. We'll also be careful to avoid character narratives. In the quiet year, characters will likely emerge from those who we identify with. They'll have names. They'll be tied to interesting situations on the map. The game will falter if we try to use these mechanics to tell the story of any one of these individuals. As much as possible, we want to keep the focus of the game on the community's wants and needs and the way these decisions get made to amend them. We should use named characters to support the larger bird's eye view and not the other way around. Uh, and then this is a here's a quick like overview of pacing so how the cards work to stretch out the game at the beginning of the game we'll have only a basic sketch of the landscape from this humble place this small little thing and the fiction that we have here i found my word for this space up here it's the fiction this so the idea the fiction is what we all imagine in common basically and 
So Spring is going to ask us a lot of questions, and they're going to fill out the story that we have. And we should use Spring to become familiar with the mechanics and the structure of the game. There won't necessarily be a lot of tension or conflict during Spring, and that's fine. In summer, larger threats and greater progress will both emerge, will begin to define our community through our actions, and some seeds of discontent will likely be sown. In autumn, danger and failure will become more visible and serious. This will be the most trying season. In winter, the continue will work and continue its preparations. And as but players, we must contend with the dramatic irony that we know that the Frost Shepherds are going to come up every moment and destroy everything we've built. If ever the map feels lacking and the community seems to have domesticated the world around it, we should introduce new dilemmas. What happens when a child murders his mother? What happens when someone screws up and costs us a food supply? We're ready to start. Play to find out what happens. Yeah. Does everybody feel... So, any questions generally about the rules or about how this game works or about the experience that we want to have right now? I don't think so. I think it just might take me a couple rounds to yeah. understand the mechanics. Yeah, you'll, yeah, you'll figure it out. And so, oh no. Break. probably go for like an hour and a half right now so we can get through the summer. Mm, okay. I took a lot of thought to decide. <laughs> <laughs> Step on it? No, I could never. I promise. <laughs> really wants to go that way right now. Words, 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 words. Good. And we're back live from Goff's apartment Goff's number twenty-four. Twenty-four. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess I'll start just to demonstrate how it's going to work. So. Each week, the active player draws a card and interprets it. Follow all the bold instructions. Jack. There are no bold instructions on the jack because I need...
All right. Jack of hearts. You see a good omen. What is it? Or you see a bad omen. What is it? Okay, it's me, so it's going to be a bad omen. But what bad omen is it going to be? I think in the center of the grass. So we have the grass that's in the center of the eye, and the eye is our oasis. The and so the dead center of the grass, the grass there dies, basically, and do, and doesn't just die, but changes color and becomes this dark maroon purple middling mixture. And nobody knows what to do with it, and everybody seems to be afraid of touching it because stuff like this has gone poorly in the past. I have to draw it, sadly. How could I? I'm so sorry. <laughs> How could you do this? Thank you for offering. Sure. We'll make this an artistic piece. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Beauty. Yeah. Now it really looks like an eye. <laughs> Crushing it. All right, and there are no project dice, so those don't reduce. Um, and now I take an action, and I can discover something new. I can hold a discussion, or I can start a project. And I think I'm going to discover something new. And this is the mine, right? Yep. I think that we find a well with a lot of water, but it's right next to the kryptonite mine. And everybody knows the kryptonite is rather toxic. I just made a lot of toxic stuff on this map. I apologize. It's a well. Because that's what wells look like. Alright, that's my turn. Ron? Are we so, so we proceed. Okay. So I draw a card. Mm -hmm. Four of hearts. So there's an there's an or statement there, and you can choose between the two. <coughs> Where are you storing your food? Why is this a risky place to store things?
So our food is stored in a granary made of tumbleweed. And it's also it's also quite near our kryptonite mine. <laughs> which is because we placed it there. It's because the granary precedes our knowledge of the existence of the kryptonite. Mm. And it's a risky place because, as Tucker mentioned, uh, kryptonite is quite toxic. All right, draw it. It's a tumble silo. Very sturdy, though. Mm. <laughs> Wait. You get the idea. <laughs> it's there. All right. No project dice, so you get to choose one of the three actions. We have a new project, which is research into the nature and cause of the odd discoloration of the grass in the center. All right. How long do we think that's going to take? In terms of weeks. Let's say three weeks. All right. So this die goes on top of that. And we'll reduce it next week. Nelly. Card. Card. Um, alarming weather patterns destroy something. How and what? So I think I can't resist having like a freak windstorm blow over the grain silo. Um, <laughs> and yeah, maybe blow it into the kryptonite mine. Um, and yeah, that's, that's fucked up. Try it. <laughs> okay. I thought things weren't supposed to go south this soon. <laughs> oh, yeah, wait, are we supposed to be? What? No. Okay, okay. Yes. That is quite the wind. A bit of a tornado. A divine wind. Yep. <laughs> so we have a, we have a a dark wind come come across and blow and then an arrow's coming off that dark wind pushing the granary with another arrow into the kryptonite mine. And so project reduces by one, and then you get to choose one of the three. And you can always go back to the rules before if there's any questions. So with projects, like, mm -hmm. do we ever find out what caused the grass? Thing so we, yeah, so once this is, is reduced from one to nothing, okay. then Ron will get to narrate. Uh, by the way, I'm going to call Ron, both Ron and Jeremy on this podcast. <laughs> it's a thing that happens. Sorry, guys. But yeah, once so once that happens, whoever created it um, gets to narrate what happens. 
Or wait, it might be the active player. Let me check to be sure. And we assume that the projects are a success, right? So something, we discover something as a result of the project. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whoever started it, unless a project finishes early because of a card. I think I'd like to start a project to relocate and rebuild the granary. All right. <laughs> How long? Five? Whatever you think. All right. All right, cool. And now it's me. King of Hearts. A young boy starts digging in the gr ground and discovers something unexpected. What is it? An old man confesses to past crimes and atrocities. What has he done? Such a good card. <laughs> I feel like we've done enough with the ground, so it's going to be an old man. What do you do? Okay, so old old man Dennis. Oh, this is so hard. Let's make it simple. Old man Dennis confesses to having left his brother out in the desert to die a long time ago. And old man Dennis does that in this fit that's not quite understandable. His eyes have taken on a strange kind of hue when he's doing it. It's kind of, they're like yellowed outside this, this corneas are i guess corneas are normally blackened but they seem more dark than they normally are wait is that right are corneas the pupils pupils yeah anyway there's dilation happening it's not great um and he's just rattling off this list of things that he's done and they're not like most of them are pretty normal things like he lied to his wife about getting the eggs the past couple of days. And then, like, near the end of it, he says, And yes, I, when I was 
a child. I left my brother Samson out in the desert to die. And he's been locked up and we're trying to figure out what to do with him. I'm going to add old man Jenna's to the list of things. Uh, project dice reduced by one again. Somebody else want to write the name Dennis? D-E-N-E-S-S? D-E-N-E-S-S. And then I think we're going to have a discussion about the granary. Um, can I see the green marker wherever it ended up? Because you can put a dot next to it. And so the way that I generally do these is that you just speak in the voice of a character and that character is basically talking for a portion of the community and the, the character doesn't need to be named. Mm -hmm. um, so in this case, why don't we just keep all the food in the kryptonite mine? I mean, there can't be any, none of us have gotten any decent poisoning from it recently. And in fact, I've heard recent studies over the te telephone from my aunt that the kryptonite can actually make you stronger and live longer than you would otherwise. I think I think we're playing with fire by doing that. Um, I think that we ought to. <clears throat> I think we ought to move the granary to much safer ground, up up to the northern edge of the eye, where we have a lot of a lot more vacant space. Um, and furthermore, it ought not be constructed out of tumbleweed because it's liable to be blown over again by another dark wind. I agree with you on one thing, the tumbleweed. I think the only viable option is the bones surrounding our city. Um, <laughs> otherwise, the north side seems dangerous because all the edges of the community are prone to wind, so I think we should build it on the edge of the grassy center. Okay, that's it. That's my turn. I like how we have two building materials in this place. <laughs> bone. We don't know where from, but bone. Probably from brothers left in the desert. Samson. And <laughs> Samson. It's all Samson. Okay, let's see the queen. What are the options? The options are, what's the most beautiful thing in this area? Or what's the most hideous thing in this area? <laughs> the new granary. <laughs> it's not done yet. Oh, did we? Yeah. Okay.
My answer is the tumbleweed itself, which some people think is the most beautiful thing in this area and others think is the most hideous thing in this area. And this is what really divides us, is our opinion on this matter. There is simply no middle ground. It is either, for everyone in the community, the most beautiful or the most hideous thing in this area. What can you draw to represent that divide within the community? Or the inherent beauty or hideousy of the tumbleweed? Hideousy is my new favorite word. (laughs) I I will draw two figures in contentious argument. on tiny mesas. Oh my god. <laughs> Do the people that hate tumbleweed still build their houses out of it? Yes, because that's all we have. But the bones. And bones. <laughs> the bones. The bones are valuable and expensive. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are exclamation points. All right. Um, projects reduce. So, Ron, what we find? <clears throat> the purple um, grass question finished. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> well, as it turns out, um, the cause of the purple grass was nothing more than um, something that old man Dennis did in a in a crazed stupor late at night. Um, he wandered into the center of town uh, with some with some odd chemicals that he'd picked up and just sort of dumped them there. Um, he doesn't really know why he did it. He may not be even all that aware that he did it, but but um eyewitnesses have confirmed that this is this is in fact what happened. All right. Now you get to take an action. <clears throat> oh, and draw something on the map to reflect the fact that um it's Dennis's fault. <laughs> God damn Dennis. There's old man Dennis with his bucket of chemicals, toxic chemicals. Nice. In the grass. A lot of toxicity. Too many dudes. <clears throat> Melly. Oh, I have oh wait, to no, you need to do your action. action.
Okay, we discover something new, which is evidence that our oasis uh, used to be considerably larger than it is now. What's the evidence? Residue of tumbleweed um, <laughs> in the surrounding desert. I love it. So the tumbleweeds are only in the oasis. They're just <laughs> yes, the like going around. <laughs> it's like an inverse. Uh, it's a very peculiar tumbleweed. <laughs> Is it an extinct strain of tumbleweed? This type on the outside? No, it's the same. Oh, okay. But our strain of tumbleweed is very uncommon to the rest of the world. Mm. Mm. Ooh, what natural predators roam this area? Are you safe? Wait, those are the two options? Oh, oh no, no, no. That's one option. Sorry, the other option is, where does everyone sleep? Who is unhappy with this arrangement and why? And I feel like that's simple. Yeah. I kind of want to answer it. The tumbleweed people who don't like tumbleweed are unhappy because it's so ugly. But, yeah, the natural predators. Um... I think there are these things that are like giant bear hedgehogs that look like tumbleweeds. Um, Wait. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Say again. So they're like spike. They're like bear hedgehogs. They're like giant, spiky, scary creatures that you can't tell because they just roll up into balls and tumble around <laughs> until they're ready to eat. And then they... How often are they ready to eat? What? How often are they ready to eat? Um, Every few years. <laughs> So you could be living in a house built of tumbleweeds. (laughs) (laughs) And no, you're not safe. Try it. Okay. This is going to be wild. So many legs. Those are its tumble backs. I don't know how to... Those are teeth. Oh, this is eye. <laughs> I guess it could also help. Imagine living a house that could eat you at any time. It's <laughs> <That's> the <laughs> only thing that there is. Either that or bones. Uh, you can only kill so many brothers. Uh, project dice reduce. Yeah, where did the bones of normal people that die go? I don't know. So can't have this conversation. Uh, That's how the game works. Now you get to take an action. Yeah, okay. Uh, hold a discussion. All right. About where, where do the bones of people die? <laughs> 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 All right. So you can either open with a question and have the last word, or you can start with a statement and not have the last word. Um, I'll start with a statement. Um, I think it's abhorrent for the currently living members of the community that all we do is um, burn the bones and waste them so that no one can build houses out of them. 
my grandmother died last week, and I don't think that it would be even proper to imagine her as the superstructure to a home that I am living in or anybody else is living in. That is truly a terrible idea. She should be burned. They should all be burned. There needs to be more burning in this town. I think that all of the bereaved family members have the right to decide uh, what they will and will not do with the bones of their deceased family members. Drawing a card. Nine of hearts. A charismatic young girl convinces many to help her with an elaborate scheme. What is it? Who joins her? Uh, start a project to reflect, or a charismatic young girl tries to tempt many into sinful or dangerous activity. <laughs> Why does she do this, and how does the community respond? All right. All right I think the charismatic young girl is an artist, and particularly a um, tumbleweed artist. And she is attempting to create the best tumbleweed sculpture and the most beautiful tumbleweed sculpture that will convince all of the tumbleweed haters that tumbleweed really is the most beautiful piece of art. And she, and who joins her, I think she mostly is just recruiting bored adolescents that don't have anything else to do to gather tumbleweed. Um, and one thing she's very good at and proclaims to everyone is that she is able to tell a tumbleweed from uh what did you name it the hedgehog bear tumble monster deal yeah Nelly's nodding I'm going with that and so she starts a project to create a tumbleweed sculpture and she does it in a basically a cone going over the diseased area of the that was made by old man Janice and she too seems a little off and a little very and a little more excited than anybody should rightfully be. And maybe she just has a lot of energy. Maybe she just has a lot of energy. Because it's a five week project. Uh project dice reduced, not that one. And then the action I'm going to take is I'm gonna start another project. And I think that project is to repair the communication wire that's going out. Uh, people have been waiting for a while for that to to happen. And I think that that is a two-week project just to get it up and going. Okay, moving on. We have the Eight of Hearts. <clears throat> the options are, an old piece of machinery is discovered, broken but perhaps repairable. What is it? What would it be useful for? Uh, or, an old piece of machinery is discovered, cursed and dangerous. How does the community destroy it?
anything you choose is valid. Yeah. It all works. It all works. Yeah. Uh, That's what's great about this game. Um, <clears throat> trying to think of a good machine. There's too many good machines. Chinese typewriter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those things are terrifying. <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, sure. We find not a Chinese typewriter, just just an old an old typewriter, um, broken but perhaps repairable. Uh, it would be it'd be useful for well, seeing as our lines of communication are going down, um, it would be useful, you know, in the event of a total failure of communication to have. Some way of drafting up documents and such. Before draw a typewriter somewhere. <laughs> nice. <laughs> There's our typewriter, and yeah, let's let's discuss. Before that, oh, before that, uh, this reduces. No, you made the granary one, right? How'd that go? Okay. Well, mm. they decided to rebuild the granary on the north side, um, out of bones, but only the bones of consenting dead. It doesn't really How does matter. That what work? <laughs> it doesn't matter what the family says, but it's like organ donation. You just uh, like sign something some point nice <clears throat> we have our life giving death building would we say we have a scarcity of bones hmm. we're certainly allowed to put that up to, to add and remove scarcities as necessary hmm. I would say that yeah especially after this project you want to write down that we have a scarcity of bones on there Okay, let's have a discussion about whether or not to repair this typewriter. And so I'll, I will pose that as a question. Nellie, what do you think? Well, considering that our two resources are bone and tumbleweed, and the typewriter is made of metal, I feel that it would be more detrimental to our resources to try and repair it than to just leave it be. I understand that it might be very difficult to repair the typewriter, but you all have to realize that working here in our town hall, the records are all a mess. It's all written with bone and <laughs> strange purple ink. I don't know where it came from, and I can't read any of these things. And if we had a typewriter, to make, it would make everything so much easier for me, and all our resources and bureaucracy would be streamlined, and I would just be so much more happy and I think everybody else would be too. <clears throat> I I agree with Nelly with on this one. <laughs> um I think that the typewriter is, you know, gimmicky and antiquated at best and 
we have a lot of really important issues facing this community at the moment, and I just think that our efforts are better, um, better served elsewhere. I think we should forget about it. Contempt. Wow. <laughs> so, two of hearts. There's a large body of water on the map. Where is it? What does it look like? Or, there's a giant man-made structure on the map. Where is it? Why was it abandoned? Hmm... I think I'm going to go with water. Um, I think there's a sort of like, you know how endoplasmic reticulum in cells is like all yes. squiggly. Yes, bio. <laughs> um <laughs> So the water is sort of doing that on the side of the grassy patch. Um, and we've just got some weird maze-like squiggles that have always been that way and will always be that way because when you try and divert the water flow, it messes oh, up. Oh, wow, our eye is becoming a cell. This is awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. Our city's cells. Uh, you really are just drawing an ER. Okay. Hey. <laughs> Around the <laughs> nucleus of the green... Uh, <laughs> Um, the grass. <laughs> Having so much fun. <laughs> you can stop whenever. Um, project taste reduced. So okay. this is done. This goes down to three. And I get to talk about how the phone lines went. And so it worked. Um, we got lines of communication out after a long time of not really being able to communicate with the outside world. And that was great. We could send messages. Only problem was we didn't hear anything back. Still haven't heard anything back. And we can tell by the way the messages are being sent that they are getting all the way to the station where they should be being received. There's like an automatic there's an automated return thing. But there's no response. There are no people saying anything back to us, which isn't great. Now you can take an action. Oof. Uh, we draw the complete phone lines. Hold a discussion. Um, I think we should hold a discussion as to what to do about this lack of response. Mm. I'll open with that as a question. <laughs> What should, okay? we, what should we, what's the question? So uh, yeah, say the question yeah, as a yeah. character. Um, so what should we do about this lack of response? Do we need to build another phone line to a different area? Send out scouts? Um, yeah. Well, if they, they're our only way out of here. We don't have enough water to make it out of this desert. So I think we wait and we hope. And we pray. I know it's very risky, but I think we have to send someone out on an expedition. <laughs> and worst case scenario, we get more house building materials. <sighs> wow. How would we retrieve the bones of someone that died because there wasn't enough? Another expedition. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> 
this is how it all ends um yeah i i would take contempt to both of those options i think we should send out can i take two contempts uh if people say things that would okay. cause that without that would like make that a make you nelly contemptuous and also would cause friction within the community that's that's worth taking a contempt token okay okay just contempt jeremy then um so i think we should send out a robot and i think we should use our resources that we were considering using for the typewriter for this robot cool that's the thing or maybe domesticate a tumbleweed monster <laughs> all right uh, draw a card two of hearts ron can i see the rules quick i can also there's a oh wait did you put the two back on top ellie yes yeah, okay that makes sense aisle. all right um so i have the 10 there's another community somewhere on the map where are they what sets them apart from you or what belief or practice helps unify your community uh, let's do another community. I think it's the remnants of the jackals. And I think that there's a small, there's another small oasis in the corner. No tumbleweeds. All their structures are made of bones. Um, and there's just a, and one, somebody was wandering to the desert looking, looking actually for more uh, evidence of where this, the bigger oasis where the remnants of the oasis used to be judging by the tumbleweed um, fossils, I guess. And they found this little hidey hole of green and with a lot of water in it. And the, these three families that were living there that used to be our, our enemy, um, but are really all that's left of them now. I'm going to put that over here. It's not that big. Right. Projects reduce. And I think... I'm going to start a project to get enough water to send out an expedition from the irradiated well. She'll be like, let's make that a, that's not too long, that's two weeks. And that dropped in the middle of there. Yeah. Okay, let's see the ace. <laughs> what group has the highest status in the community? What must people do to gain inclusion in this group? Are there distinct family or are there distinct family units in the community? If so, what family structures are common? So <clears throat> Going with the first option, 
those of rank in this community are all in the camp of believing that the tumbleweeds are in fact beautiful. (laughs) And that is the only way that an outsider um, can gain inclusion into this group is to pledge allegiance to the tumbleweed and really, but but you can't just declare that. You have to somehow uh, demonstrate that you really believe this with your heart and soul. That that the tumbleweeds are truly beautiful, and so there's no there's no faking it. Um, and so it's very exclusive. And some people think this is unfair. It's not. It's not a meritocracy. Um, it's a tumbleweedocracy. <laughs> But what is the trial that differentiates the true tumbleweeders versus the non, the fakers? You have to eat a full tumbleweed. <laughs> and if you are pure of heart, meaning you really love tumbleweed, you'll think it tastes good. All right, noted. Draw it on the map. <laughs> and while you're doing that, in an interesting turn, um, our tumbleweed sculpture has finished. Um, the charismatic young girl trying to convince the world that tumbleweed is the best. And so she she made a, a, a cone of tumbleweed that is actually containing the uh, purple substance. And... It is a very beautiful sculpture. Um, people like platonic solids. Um, the cone <laughs> is certainly a platonic solid. And yet, the distinction remains. There's still the split. Um, and, of course, there should be the, sp- uh, the split because the people on top definitely want to retain their power. And if everybody suddenly truly loved tumbleweeds, then their power would be gone. And angered by this, um, the girl disappears off into the desert to God knows where. Dennis is also missing, strangely. Okay, so I've drawn I've drawn someone um, eating a tumbleweed <laughs> to represent uh, the fact that we just just unveiled, and. For my action, um, we will discover something else new, which is um, on the on the recent expedition that found the the jackal um, the jackal oasis <coughs> off to the southeast. We also found there a um, an obscure cave site in which. We find um, various artworks that are suggestive of the fact that where we are is uh, part of the historical Silk Road. (laughs) All right. (laughs) And many paintings in here are, um, are in fact, various representations of the tumbleweed, or as they were contemporaneous to uh, their being... (laughs) <laughs> They're being done, and uh, yeah, so there's a cave site over there in the other oasis. All right, and we're on the Silk Road. 
This is where we stop and do all our research to make sure everybody's up to date on the, exactly what the Silk Road was. And <laughs> Definitely tumbleweed. <laughs> That's our cave. Beautiful. Did this already... Uh, you reduced that? I reduced that one, yeah. Six of hearts. Are there children in your community? If there are, what is their role in the community? And how old are the eldest members of the community? What special needs do they have? Hmm. I'm going to say the eldest members of the community are in the range of 150. And they've all... They're all pretty decrepit. Um, They're mostly like the wise people to whom everyone else goes for advice. Um, but it turns out that Dennis and the girl have been selling drugs that they created by pouring chemicals on the grass to these elder <laughs> members um, and corrupting them. Um, and so now suddenly the wise people to whom the community turns for advice are all tripping. <laughs> okay. So, I'm drawing a person with a very long beard. Because that's what happens to everyone who gets old. Um, and then... Wait, so it's a beard with four <laughs> limbs sticking out? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, really, really sure big beard. That's what aging does to you, right? And he's uh, holding a piece of grass that is not green. Oh, <laughs> grass. Yeah. Proud of you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right. Uh, this reduces the well. Hey, we got enough water to go on an expedition. Granted, it's all water from the kryptonite well, but that should be fine. <laughs> um, and to do that, I'm going to draw like a little backpack. Because the backpack is filled with water. <laughs> and I'm drawing with my left hand, and I'm not a good artist to begin with. So there's a beautiful backpack is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, sure. <laughs> now you get an action. Um, okay. I'm going to start a project to or actually hold a discussion about assembling the team for the expedition. Um, so I'm going to say that the youngest people in the community should go on this expedition because they'll be the least affected by the radiation and because they're healthier. So they'll last longer. I don't know what you're talking about. There are no problems with the radiation anymore. It's become very clear that I heard 17 years ago that kryptonite is actually very good for you. It's a great su it's a great substance that will make them go even further. So I do I do agree that you should have children going, but I think that you don't need to worry about the radiation problem at all. Contempt. <laughs> I think that as part of this expedition, 
we ought to send the team over to the Jackal Cave, and <clears throat> if we find that it's sufficiently abandoned, we should we should loot the precious artworks, and then when our team makes it into civilization, they should sell them off to museums so that we can bring back some desperately needed funds to this community. And you start with a statement, right? Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, just draw a dot next to wherever, whatever we were discussing. I guess the backpack. Yeah. Beautiful. Right. I'm gonna draw another card. It's the three of hearts. Someone arrives. Who? Or two of the community's younger members get into a fight. What provoked them? Wow. That's very interesting here. So I think we're going to have a draft dodger sequence here. So to the community's younger members, they're people are basically drawing straws to decide who is going to go out into the expedition and probably die. And there and so two of these yo- younger people neither of them want to go and they end up fighting um in the middle of town square over it and i don't think there's any like drastic change changes that happened like the landscape or anything because of this but the community as, as a whole is feeling really let less good about this whole expedition thing and maybe we're not maybe Maybe this isn't the right course, but we're going to do it anyway. And that's that whole sort of like, oh, this is what everybody wants, but nobody really wants it. And to represent that, I'm going to draw a fist next to the backpack. It's going to be a really bad fist. Are there any projects right now? No, they're not. Yeah, fist. This is really difficult. (laughs) All right, so I'm going to start a project, and the project is the expedition, and it's going to come back in six weeks. Okay, we've moved on. To summer. To summer. Five of diamonds. Can you explain again about the bold text? Sure. So when you choose the a bold text act um, thing, that happens, and that's independent of project dice going down. Okay. Or of you, so you still so get to do the bold thing, and you'll get to take an action. A project finishes early. What led to its early completion? Or the weather is nice, and people can feel the potential all around them. Start a new project. <clears throat> so the expedition finished early um and so yep so it finishes and you get to describe how it comes out right um 
So a bone scouting party. Um, we we the the so the community has um, it has individuals generally volunteers who periodically go out and they they search for bones in the surrounding desert because we know um, how important they are <coughs> as tools for construction and for virtually everything else that the tumbleweed can't seem to do for us. Um, and in doing so, they discovered that um, our expedition team did not make it very far at all, and they perished in the desert um, quite early on. All right. What did they perish of? Is it clear? Unclear. Yuck. How do I denote that this person is dead? X's for eyes. Oh, yeah. Oh. All right. There you go. Ron has drawn a stick figure that has an X through it. <coughs> All right. So as a community, we must now discuss. Is it worth it to attempt another expedition? Well, clearly they died because of the irradiated water. Um, and therefore, I think if we just either purified the water so that there were no radiation or got water from our endoplasmic reticulum, um, they would clearly make it all the way and be able to figure out what's going on with the main civilization. There's not enough water in the endoplasmic reticulum for us to get people there. And again, I will insist that the radiation was not the issue. It was probably some unknown danger that consumed them very quickly and very rapidly with much fire and burning. Anyways, I don't know if it's worth attempting another expedition. We have everything we need here. We're safe. We don't need to worry about the outside. <clears throat> I don't think we have enough information yet. I think we should launch a project, um, do some forensic study of uh, well, what really happened to our fallen, our fallen adventurers before we decide again. Queen of Diamonds. 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 No, di no, no triangles wow. here. <laughs> Yikes. Wrecked diamond. Um, a project finishes early. Which one? Why? If there are no projects underway, um, boredom leads to quarrel. A fight breaks out between two people. What is it about? So there are no projects. Hmm. I think a fight breaks out between two of the elders, one of whom is from the um, non-tumbleweed class and the other one whom is from the tumbleweed class. And it's because the non-tumbleweed one has been using the grass drug, which makes him suddenly find tumbleweed much more beautiful. And the tumbleweed class thinks that this is a false sense of appreciation 
And so they're like pulling each other's beards in public. Um, yes. I'm drawing <laughs> another elder. He's shaking his fist at the one with the weeds. Um, and then I think I'll start a project. Um, well, oh, first I'll discover something new, which is like um, a limb from one of the um, <laughs> children that we sent out to find <laughs> the civilization. Um, and it appears that something with teeth has influenced their death. <laughs> Might be the episode title. <laughs> <laughs> now, do we use this arm for uh, construction purposes? <laughs> oh, God. I think it's um, integrity is somewhat compromised. Mm, that's fair. That is a limb. Maybe the typewriter. Ace of Summer. A contingent within the community de demands to be heard. Who are they? What are they asking for? A contingent within the community have acted on their frustrations. What have they damaged and why did they damage it? Is it permanent? I think the... So I think... Um, charismatic young girl who we have not named yet um, let's go with Terry uh, Terry comes back with more of the weed that the elders have been so interested in and distributes this weed amongst the non uh, tumbleweed loving community and as Natalie said that makes them love tumbleweed suddenly and they demand that they are to be considered equal. And the tumbleweed loving class, the pure tumbleweed loving class, of course, not influenced by any of these newfangled drugs, is mostly unhappy with this. And so I'm going to draw Terry coming, bearing a stalk. And she's coming from the north next to the bone granary. Oh man, this is going to be a terrible stick figure. You know what? It could have been worse. <laughs> could have been much worse. All right. Um, and you didn't start a project, right? No. I'm going to start a project to figure out what the thing with teeth is. That's two weeks. Okay, moving on to the week of the Four of Diamonds. The eldest among you dies. What caused the death? The eldest among you is very sick. Caring for them and searching for a cure <coughs> requires the help of the entire community. Do not reduce Project Dice this week. 
one of our elders has um has passed away within the past week and this was because he was so heavily influenced by this by this weed drug and so crazed in his love of tumbleweed that he simply forgot uh he he was negligent in you know maintaining himself in drinking sufficient water eating and he simply he simply passed away for this reason <clears throat> Project dice do not reduce, and you get an action. But that was for the other option. What? That was for the other option. Oh, okay. So project dice do reduce, so this goes down by one, and now you get an action. Oh, wait. Uh, first draw the death somehow. Oh, right. So I will cross out one of our contentious <laughs> <laughs> elders. Uh. <coughs> This really is art. <laughs> Follow the podcast on Twitter for images from this session. So we start a project, which is um, to form. <clears throat> oh, hold on. Our project, so we start a project which is um, the town council agrees to appoint um, some of our finest scholars to study and write about the history and um, appreciation of tumbleweed uh, because they feel we, we now have this tumbleweed shrine, but, but they're really, they're generating a lot of momentum. They want to have a national holiday, Tumbleweed Appreciation Day. They think this is very important. The town council is dominated by tumbleweed lovers. This uh, this project is vehemently opposed by tumbleweed haters who think this is a waste of brain power and resources and that things are really just going downhill. Our best and brightest are sinking all of their time into uh, thinking about tumbleweed and appreciating it um, while... We cannot get responses from our communications to the outside world. Um, we're threatened by toxic chemicals. Our expedition just failed. And so this is yet another matter of debate. But nonetheless, the project proceeds because all power resides in the hands of tumbleweed lovers. And so they spend two weeks on this. All right. And so I will draw town, uh, the town hall. Oh, with my typewriter guy
and the project is there. Noted. All right. Seven of hearts. Ah. Nope, not hearts. Diamond. <laughs> wow. Oh, God. Um, so introduce a mystery at the edge of the map, or an unintended situation becomes problematic and scary. What is it? How does it go awry? Hmm. I think an unintended situation becomes scary. And that situation is all these high elders running around the town. Um, so about half of them are still using the weed. Um, and the other half have um, quit with the help of their families <laughs> and are now activists, anti grass activists and they believe that the central area should be mown and never allowed to grow beyond <sighs> two inches um and these people are also anti-tumbleweed um so so not fun yeah, uh, yikes <laughs> let's see um i'll draw some people with signs an elder with a sign standing in the grass Project dice reduce. Um, so we went out to see what coming back to that limb that we found, um, that whose death was influenced by teeth, if I remember the saying correctly. And they so the investigators find a match for that teeth. Um th some of those teeth become very large in one of the investigators, and everyone else runs away. And it is now known that there is a very, very, very large tumble bear monster creature that is about the plains. And it seems to be hungry more than once a year. I'm going to try to copy what you draw. But bigger. <laughs> Maybe actually in the space. Whoa. We haven't used that space yet. <laughs> it's also horribly <laughs> disfigured because Tucker can't draw. <laughs> God. It's very large. Damien died. It was very sad. We don't even get his bones. Action. Wow. Um, so, I think... Hmm, assuming that this tumble monster has eaten pretty recently and should be full um we start a new project to discover what's at the end of the line this is somewhat under contention but this part of the project is just the recruiting process which is still a draft and i'm gonna give it two weeks in the oasis i'm gonna draw a card jack of diamonds Predators are, and bad omens are afoot. 
you are careless and someone goes missing under, under ominous circumstances. Who? Predators and bad omens are, af- are afoot. What measures do you take to keep everyone safe and under surveillance? Do not reduce project dice this week. Ooh, that's hard. Okay, so I think one of the elders says that we should recruit some of the younger jackals to go on this expedition to see exactly what's going on. But when they make it to the jackal's um, own little oasis, all the jackals are gone. The three families that were there are no longer in that place. And the very nice art in the cave is also missing. going to erase some of yeah alright project dice reduce uh, mayor or not your mayor yeah so um, our tumbleweed research project is complete uh, it was a great success depending on who you ask <laughs> um the best and brightest scholars put together a big report uh, with lots of colorful, glowing language about how great the tumbleweed is. They talk about biology. They talk about history. Uh, there's some poetry. Lots of great stuff. And, yeah, everything's going swimmingly for the tumbleweed lovers. And the tumbleweed, the anti-tumbleweed faction remains um, <clears throat> unhappy at best. I think a sm- and then I'm gonna start a project. I think a small portion of the community decides to go out and kill the great tumbleweed monster, and a lot of people are unhappy about that. It's gonna be three weeks. Nine of diamonds. A project fails. Which one? Why? Something goes foul and supplies are ruined. Add a new scarcity. So our recruitment project um, breaks down over uh, much heated debate. The town council <coughs> cannot come to an agreement as to how to proceed with this project. They cannot decide who will be best suited to make the expedition, and and the project is simply tabled um, while the debate continues on.
in action. So let let's hold a discussion. Uh, I'd like to pose a question. What do we think is the most serious issue facing our community at this moment? Well, I believe that the, despite the internal issues with the elders, um, the disappearance of the jackals suggests something a lot more ominous in relation to this new monster we're hearing about. So either they might be want, banding together trying to attack us, or maybe they've been attacked by this other force. And I think we need to figure out which one these things has happened so we can prepare. I think that the fact that we don't hear anything from the outside world that we are completely cut off and nobody knows I don't understand why everybody is so calm about this this we are it there is nothing else how do we know that there is anything else out there I'm very scared I think we need to do something about the fact that all of us are forced to build our homes using materials that are indistinguishable from creatures that could eat us in our sleep. (laughs) (laughs) All all valid. Touche. Three of diamonds. Summer is a time for production and tending um, to the earth. Start a project related to food production. Or... Summer is a time for conquest and the gathering of might. Start a project related to military readiness and conquest. Okay. Um, I think I'll go with the second one. So, (laughs) um, our military readiness is in part in order to try and fend off these surrounding threats of the jackals, question mark. And also this massive bear creature. Um, Because often the thing is the ones that are in our houses are like small enough to fight off and kill. And only like (laughs) small infants are ever eaten fully by them. Um, So we're going to be preparing to fight this large creature. And also we're going to try and stake out uh, and conquer this abandoned jackal home so that we can use it as a vantage point. All right. So I think this is a four-week project. All right. This reduces, and you get an action. Um, as well as this one? Okay. Yep. Hmm. I think we discover something new um, on our way, or, I don't know, as one of the soldiers is wandering out. Um, which he's not supposed to do to look at the sky. Um, he comes upon a tunnel um, that goes deep, deep into the ground at the edge of the cave, the back edge of the cave. Yes. That's scary. <laughs> Eight diamonds. Someone tries to take control of the community by force. Do they succeed? Why do they do this? Or, 
A headstrong community member decides to put one of their ideas in motion. Start a foolish project. Those are both so fun. <laughs> okay, so I think the headstrong member of the community is my radiation guy. And that radiation individual decides to try and move Krypton, get enough kryptonite and secretly move it from the kryptonite well into the endoplasmic reticulum water source. Because it's going to be good for everybody. Obviously. And I think that's going to take three weeks. Um, and the my other foolish project, which is all the young Utes going out to kill the bear monster. They don't kill the bear monster. They aren't very... They're not very good at things, generally. They're young. Not very smart. Uh, but what they do do is they are able to uh, kill a bunch of these of the smaller ones, and they're able to find that there is a whole... Um, they're able to find like the breeding grounds for all of these. And they're at the end of the eye here. Um, and they've been hidden for years under, um, basically under the sand, just directly under the sand. Uh, but they don't know what to do with it. And that's going to be this the question, in fact, for this discussion. Uh, so, hey, guys, we were trying to kill the big bear uh dust cloud monster thing and we didn't we didn't but 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 hear me out we did find where all they all come from we found that we found the place where they do the breeding thing but we don't super know what to do about that so what do you, what do you guys think we should do well as i said before i think that i think these monsters are the biggest threat to our community um they eat civilians in their sleep and and now we have this giant one threatening us out in the desert. And I think I think we have to have a, take a zero tolerance policy towards these things and um, maybe think about killing them off. Well, in my opinion, it's character building to have to deal with some threats in your life. So I think what we should do is send our youths into that area when they need to come of age. And if they come out again, then they will be productive adult members of our community hey wait you're saying i'm not a productive member of this community already we almost killed that big bear one and we found this area i think i'm very productive and i don't really know what we should do with this but i just want to say that i'm productive yeah all right uh, i'm making another dot over there go ahead in the meantime here's the two of diamonds Sounds like you're introducing a band that's opening for a bigger band. <laughs> Someone new arrives. Who? Why are they in distress? Someone leaves the community. Who? What are they looking for? A member, 
a member of the anti-tumbleweed coalition decides to simply go rogue and launch the expedition by themselves. Um, they don't. They they are very unhappy with the state of affairs in the community uh, to begin with. They feel that there's no future for them there to begin with, since uh, seeing as they simply cannot will themselves to love tumbleweed, and so there is no future, <clears throat> and they will m- remain discriminated against throughout their days, and so. <coughs> They decide to launch the expedition by themselves, um, taking what is surely not enough water um, in an effort to carry out an act of heroism. We're going to start a new project, which is um, the town council is calling for elections, which will be happening in three weeks. So, the king of diamonds... Summer is fleeting. Discard the two top cards off the top of the deck and take two actions this week. And projects reduce. I think we should hold a discussion about what to do about this tunnel. Um, so I'll start with a statement. Um, I think we should definitely board it up. Like, just stuff tumbleweeds in there until there's nothing they can get through. Because we don't know what's on the other side of it, and it could be a huge threat to our community. And, yeah, just play it safe. I'm sure there's nothing to worry about behind it. I agree. I think we should focus on other things. Um, it could well just be part of the cave. could be natural. Uh, we have many, many other projects going on as it is. Let's not worry about it. What's this, what's this project again? The one that's on the jackal oasis? I think you did that one. Did I? Maybe Uh-oh. it was. I know I did this one, which was moving the kryptonite over. This is the elections. <coughs> oh, weren't wasn't was there an outpost there, or was that not a project? I think. Oh yeah, that's that's the one to like really to like reinforce and make like it 
and make that into uh, an extension of this. Oh, that, that was, was our like, military. That's action. the military one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I'm gonna start a separate project, um, of like not teenagers, not old people, like young professionals <laughs> who want to disguise themselves as tumbleweed monsters, um, as a method for researching their behavior. And that is a so as tumbleweeds. Yes, <laughs> a four week project in the birthing zone. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, can you help? Card? Card. Um, yeah. Ooh, clubs. So we should take a break now. So we're through summer. over from my last surgery oh my God. that I have thought about using, but have not yet. Wow. <laughs> hmm. Do you need, like, just onto it to put it back? Or is it, like... Yeah, I need surgery on this guy. Okay. Yeah. That's the exact same thing I did last Oh, my week. gosh. That really sucks. You have matching scars, though. Yeah. Which is great, because I already have them here. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is that from? I had, um... I had hip strokes on both my hips. Mm. Those are three little scars on mm. each side. Yeah. It's weird. My body's all about symmetry, apparently, oh my is God. what I'm finding out. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's right, there's really good. trying to seriously play basketball on the mission courts now. That's hilarious. And they're and having walked past 
my pretty Foley stuff from my uh, audio drama. <laughs> Let me see what Foley from like. Have you ever seen like the people who do Silence of the Nature documentaries? Oh shit. What? Wait, no, I was. Yeah, no. So, <laughs> let me just find a video. Of I've it. seen it for like just mainstream movies how they do like the audio. Yeah. In dark rooms. But for na- they do like nature documentaries. Oh my god. You're not here. I think I went on a yeah, class yeah, about yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was hilarious. But you just. strange mm-hmm. stuff in this isn't so good huh you, you need to make it sound you need to check it to sound good get this around yeah hmm See when they play good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh my god. And there's they have like these play pits which are just like sandboxes functionally. Oh, no. And they'll just watch the thing and then like press their hand down as the uh, it's incredible. Uh, <laughs> it's really good. Wow. <sighs> wow, look at this world we've created. <laughs> Looks like it's crying. Oh no, I'm destroyed. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See I'm cut the tears coming out of it. <laughs> call break whenever you want to call a break. I'm a tyrant in some ways, <laughs> but not about bladders. And we're back, and I just drew the Jack of Clubs. So we're into autumn, and the Jack of Clubs says, a project finishes early. Which one? Why? If no projects are underway, which is not, um, doesn't matter. Okay. 
we got? Is this a pro? No, it's just a die, die hanging out. We have these four. Yeah. I think I'm going to take the one where we're taking control of the jackals area. So that finishes early. And we do. We establish a pretty safe, as far as things go, road between our oasis and the jackal oasis. But we don't really do anything about that hole that is leading deep into the earth. And now we've given it a direct line to our oasis, which is wonderful. Uh, project dice reduce and so radiation guy does it and so now there is kryptonite in all of the water in the oasis which I'm sure will lead only to good uh, let me add a little green to our uh, endoplasmic reticulum or try to and I'm going to start a project to make another expedition, but this expedition is going down here, going down the hole. And it'll take a little bit to get supplies, so I'll say two weeks to get supplies. And then they will see what is on the other end. Moving into the 6th of autumn. Is it too loud? Yeah. Thanks. Introduce a dark mystery under the members of the community. Conflict flares up among community members, and as a result, a project fails. Going with the second option, um, debates that surfaced on the campaign trail have led to tensions uh, between the anti-tumbleweeders and the the pro-tumbleweeders, and tensions are really boiling over, and one of the big issues has been this expedition into the tunnel, which the anti-tumbleweeders vehemently oppose and they threaten uh, they threaten to strike They th- some are even calling for secession and it's really um, really really a big issue <coughs> and under the pressure um, 
and trying to deliver a message of unity the uh, in the leak weeding up to the elections the pro tumbleweeders decide simply to abandon this project for now and so they they won't be going into the tunnel in the meantime elections take place and once again the pro tumbleweeders sweep the elections <laughs> um, they hold every office in town council yet again and we're seeing this increased polarization and the the anti-tumbleweeders are really fed up with not being able to get anywhere in life not being able to have their voice heard in government simply because uh, they cannot stand the look of tumbleweed. Fair enough. <clears throat> and so the new government, uh, they launch a project uh, which is essentially essentially a victory lap for having having won the elections um but manifests itself as a giant pro tumbleweed propaganda campaign uh in which posters and banners of tumbleweed are put all over the town and it's it's just parades all the time people are singing and dancing and celebrating tumbleweed and <coughs> And that's that's how the government decides to spend its resources at this time. And so this this is just a one week a one week celebration. <laughs> Two of spades. Clubs. Clubs. They look like spades. <laughs> a three pronged spade. Okay. Um, someone returns to the community. Who? Where were they? Or you find a body. Do people recognize who it is? What happened? Um, I'm going to do returning. So, um, one of the most vehement anti-tumbleweed activists um, has returned from the tunnel um, because he couldn't stand being in the uh, main oasis any longer and needed to know what was on the other side. And so he says... Um, He's walked for 10 days and nights, both in, hmm, wait, it was seven days in, seven days out. So a 14 day round trip. I take back the 10. Um, and he didn't take many supplies with him. He took enough food and water to last um, and burned tumbleweeds to light his way um, out of hatred and protest. Um, and at a certain point, he noticed that the air was becoming thicker because of density and pressure. Um, and he got low enough that he started getting lightheaded um, and feeling the effects of extra oxygen. Um, and he didn't dare to go any lower because he felt that the pressure was going to be dangerous for him. But he saw no sign of any other life or anything, just a tunnel with very smooth walls, um, seemingly leading to the center of the earth. 
So projects go down. Ron, how the celebrations turn out? Well, after much fanfare um, and revelry and joy, uh, the propaganda campaign draws to a close and people resume their their everyday lives. But but a lot of um, a lot of brain power, a lot of time, a lot of money, and just resources in general have have gone into this, and this is you know creating further conflict. I think this week someone discovers something new um, and it is that the pelts of tumbleweed monsters can be extremely useful Um, and so those who live in tumbleweed houses who have killed tumbleweed monsters in the past begin to wear them as both a sign of status and um because skin-to-skin contact with those creatures, although they do not know it yet, um, counteracts the effects of the kryptonite. Three of clubs. Someone leaves the community after issuing a dire warning. Who? What is the warning? Someone issues a dire warning and the community leaps into action to avoid disaster. What is the warning? Start a contentious project that relates to it. think um terry terry terry's name terry was the uh girl who built the cone to tumbleweed <laughs> and i think she disappears um down the tunnel uh but not before saying to one of the guards that enjoy the time you have left the surface of this world only has so many months. And then she leaves. Um, projects fall. So the project to um, enter the breeding ground has ended pretty badly. It turns out that uh, okay, it's going to get weird that the human beings have started mating with the tumbleweed <laughs> monsters. Yes, um, you're right. It did get weird. <laughs> well, you know, it happens sometimes. Um, so we've got a whole another breed of hybrids um, that are sort of... Already? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> tumbleweed monsters grow very fast, um, especially ones related to humans. Um, so yeah, so these hybrids are just sort of out there. They can't really hide. 
um, but they're trying to form their own community because they're not accepted by either the tumbleweeds or the humans. That's fair. And not accept, not, not accepted by the tumbleweed monsters. The tumbleweeds themselves have their own community, oh, which is a whole yes. different thing, oh, of that's course. And my, I'm going to discover something new. And that new thing is that the power line, uh, not the power lines, the communication lines um, relay one message, which is just random words and just alphabet soup. Like it's more than you've gotten ever since the lines have been down, but it still isn't anything. And then all the communication lines disintegrate into dust. The like the telephone poles remain. Yeah. I drew the nine of clubs. The community works constantly, and as a result, a project finishes early. Uh, we have no projects, so a group goes out to explore the map more thoroughly and finds something that had been previously overlooked. So a search party ventures a bit beyond uh, the smaller jackal oasis and they find that, as a matter of fact, the jackals themselves had built lines of communication earlier, but theirs too had suffered the same odd fate of disintegrating, leaving behind only these posts in the ground. which I have just rendered beautifully. <clears throat> Action. community is going to have a discussion and I will pose a question do the lines of communication matter that is to say are we self-sufficient and does it do we need to have contact with the outside world well Everyone knows, according to the records in the town hall, that in the beginning, this community was flourishing, and we had supplies coming in and out. Um, no one exactly knows how, 
but using the communication lines, we had developed methods that we've now forgotten that helped us technologically and socially um, to find a better peace. So I think we should reestablish these communications. I think they matter, but I think that we've been doing pretty well on our own for however long we've been here, and I think we can continue to do pretty well on our own. And so perhaps they should be reestablished, but I think we have bigger fish to fry at the moment. I think that some sort of profound mystery is enveloping our community and whatever's going on with our communication lines seems to be at the heart of it and all of our expedition attempts seem to be failing. Um, I really think we're facing some kind of existential crisis and we might need to look into this. Seven of clubs, spades, clubs, clubs. No. I have no Just idea. Just guess one. I, neither. 50-50 chance. Um, shamrocks. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Um, okay, a project isn't working out as expected. Radically change the nature of this project. Don't modify the project. Die. When it resolves, you'll be responsible for telling the community how it went. Or... Something goes foul and supplies are ruined. Add a new scarcity. Hmm. So no projects. Um. The tumbleweeds themselves, um, or sorry, the tumbleweed monsters themselves. Um, sorry, the hybrids have developed a taste for tumbleweed, um, which is not cannibalism looks like it um and so all of a sudden there's scarcity of tumbleweeds and no one has houses anymore what did the hybrids look like oh yeah i never drew them um they have like the tumbleweed hair um and it's like all over their backs and a vaguely human form this is a human I don't say anything but then they're tumbleweeds and then their legs are like hedgehog legs yeah that looks really weird (laughs) Um, I'm just gonna draw to be clear you're drawing a (laughs) hybrid between a bear tumbleweed and also a person (laughs) so I would be a little worried if it looked (laughs) Ordinary. <laughs> it's definitely not ordinary. Um, okay. So, um, an action. I think we're going to start a project. And this project involves building an extremely long string out of the grass in the middle um, that we will then it'll be okay a stick and we'll push it towards um, the whatever's on the other side of the desert 
um, because you know human beings can't survive so gotta send out a probe so this is our probe high technology and that's how, gonna how do we know it's not gonna like go ar- go like in a wrong direction or something basically we can like almost see the outline of the city in the distance on a clear day you can um, so it's pretty much a straight shot and this is the stiffest grass in the country the best weed <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's a three week project The Ace of Autumn. The community becomes obsessed with a single project. Which one? Why? Choose one. They decide to ins- they decide to take more time to ensure that it is perfect. Add three weeks to that project I. They drop everything else to work on it. All other projects fail. I'm gonna think I think that they get obsessed about the um, stick project. I think everybody's on board. Tumbleweeders, non-tumbleweeders, the whole, all the people. So that goes up to six and then goes back down to five because it reduces. And then, then, and then, and then, and then I'm going to hold a conversation about the hybrids because, you know, that's fucking weird. What do we owe these new disgusting creatures? I'm not sure we owe them anything. I think it's just a weird, essentially weird science experiment that went awry. Um, I'd like to note that their parents were some of the foremost minds in our community, and so some of the some of that intellect was probably passed down genetically. Um, and I don't think we should write them off just yet because they're still maturing, although they are quite large. Um, and there's a potential that we could reckon with them and create a society with them instead of against them, um, which would certainly be more violent for our community. They ate all of our materials. We have no homes anymore. We could be destroyed by the smallest storm. I understand that there might be some attachment to them, hard to look at as they are, but we have to kill them. We have to kill all of them. Contempt. Things really heating up. We move into the ten of autumn. <laughs> Harvest is here and plentiful. Add in abundance. Cold autumn winds drive out your enemies. Remove a threatening force from the map and the area. As it turns out, these hybrid beasts simply have no tolerance for the cold. And as a result, um, 
many of them die and the rest flee into the desert for warm to find uh find warmer climate contempt So we launch a new project to accelerate the um, accelerate the harvest of tumbleweed uh, to try and recoup the the losses from the tumbleweed <coughs> that was eaten by the hybrids, and that'll take that'll take three weeks. The queen of Clubs. I'm just not responding because it's, <laughs> it's fun to see you switch so between the two pain of them. <laughs> right now. Uh, um, disease spreads through the community. Choose one. You spent the week quarantining and treating the disease. Project dice are not reduced this week. Nobody knows what to do about it. Add a health and fertility as a scarcity. Hmm. I think we spend a week quarantining and treating it. Um, and the disease that spreads is an infection borne by the hybrids um, that they must have picked up in the desert somewhere, maybe from bugs that like, survive in the sand. Um, and this disease hmm, mostly affects very young and very old members of the community. And basically makes them unable to digest the grain that is the core element of our society. And so um, in order to get these people healthy, they have to be fed with other substitutes, um, which the scientists work day and night to produce, and everyone else is just tending for the weak, who are many. Um, oh, so we don't reduce project dice. And I think we discover something new. And oh, the something new is that the scientists find that the grass can be used as a substitute for the general grain. And so they start what? <laughs> I can't say anything right uh, now. <laughs> so everyone starts um, eating the grass or feeding grass to those affected by the sickness. And it's starting to clash with the production of the weird connection rod. Four of clubs. The strongest among you dies. What caused the death? Or, the weakest among you dies. Who's to blame?
Oh my wait. Can this work? I think it Alright. I'm just trying to pull back some strands that we had. So Oh wait, no. Oh no, okay. I know what happens. So everyone who is anti tumbleweed dies because of the irradiated water so because of my kryptonite kryptonite loving guy but the tumble the strongest among them are the ones who survived all the weakest are the ones who die and this is because the strongest are all in their tumbleweed cloaks that we came up with earlier in the hides and all the other ones are not protected from the radiation in that same way and so many so the vast majority of them are dead or dying at this time leaving a small minority attempt <laughs> murder <coughs> alright project still reduce And then <laughs> I want to do something with the typewriter, but I don't know what to do with the typewriter. Alright, I'm going to discover something new. And that new thing is that everyone who was posted at the um, Jackal Oasis, the one with the hole going deep into the ground, everyone who was there has fled. Um, they said that there was this dark gray massy substance leaking upwards and outwards this thick thick atmosphere that was sitting on the ground and leaking up into the oasis and that they had to leave and that they should watch out for that as it comes closer and closer and closer five of clubs The parish arrives. Who are they? Why have they chosen your community, and for what? Or, a small gang of marauders is making its way through local terrain. How many are there? What weapons do they carry? Building on the small gang of marauders idea. One day, 
four marauders come through. They make it into the oasis, and they are wielding pickaxes, and they run straight for the kryptonite mine. And this leaves everyone wondering, how is it that they managed to make it here when we can't seem to make it out very far at all? Where did they come from? Um, so everyone starts debating these things, and meanwhile, the Marauders are making off with a large amount of kryptonite, uh, which is the most valuable asset that the community has. So we'll have a discussion, hold a discussion. Um, I'll simply start with a statement that I think we need to take up arms and drive these marauders out. If we take up arms against them, who knows what they'll do back to us. They could make weapons out of the kryptonite or might have weapons already, but we don't know until we test them. Let them have it. I mean, that substance has done nothing for this community. There's nobody left to sell it to. It's just us now. And in fact, it's been killing us, killing all of us slowly. So let them play with it. We'll see how well they like it. The king of... Nope, that's the scary one. A natural disaster strikes the area. I guess this one's also scary. Shit. What is it? <laughs> Choose one. You focus on getting everyone to safety, remove an abundance, and a project fails. You focus on protecting your supplies and work hard at any cost. Several people die as a result. Mm. I'm pretty sure everyone is... You try to get everyone to safety. Um, which mostly means pulling in from the oasis into just the grassy area um, because essentially that black fog, um, which seems to be something coming from the depths of the planet, has spread um, to all the lower parts of the oasis, which somehow are not filled with water. Like a little like inverse sort of deal. Yeah, yeah. So the center oh is my. the highest point. And our food. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. Tumble food. Okay. Um so the abundance that is removed. Do we even have an abundance? We do not have an abundance, right? We're no. trying to rebuild our abundance oh of tumbleweed. <laughs> oh boy. Um so I think the project that fails is, hmm, what was that? Gathering more tumbleweed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely <laughs> gathering more tumbleweed fails. 
Um, so we're completely stranded with just grass and water. But we're going to make a really long pole. Who's <laughs> 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 excited for the pole? Yeah. Only so two more weeks. <laughs> yeah. We're so close. If we make it that long. <laughs> Yikes. Once we get into winter, <laughs> you never know when the Frost Shepherds might arrive. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so we'd, I discovered, or someone discovered something new under that weird patch of grass that was sort of um, extra druggy. And it turns out that the chemicals have sort of done some kind of reaction together um, and made like a sort of clay that's actually very nutritious for people to eat. So, Man, these where are they getting these chemicals? These are great chemicals. <laughs> All right. A uh, card for Tucker. Eight of clubs. I think that's all of the cards for Autumn. Someone is caught trying to sabotage the efforts of the community. How does the community respond? Someone sabotages a pro project and the project fails as a result. Who did this and why? So I think... Uh, what's his name? Not not Dennis, Gen Dennis, Dennis, not Dennis, Dennis. Returns from, and comes out of the black smoke into the community. And people see him for a moment like, wait, you, when, we haven't seen you in a long time. And he just doesn't respond and walks and comes with a lit match up to the long pole that was going to be our last chance at communication and burns it and that project fails Dennis, no. all right and then there are no projects so the project tie does not go down and i'm going to hold a discussion with what do we do with this fucker dennis and I think that I'm going to start with a statement. Send him off into the desert. He's taken away our only chance of life, so we might as well end his. I think we should send him... I think we should at least try to make use of him and send him to do something that we consider important but too dangerous for any of us to really attempt. So I think we ought to send him to try to negotiate with the marauders and try and find out what they know, where they came from, and what they might be able to tell us. And exchange for, in exchange, we can give them all of our kryptonite. Uh, I think the marauders already have access to all of our kryptonite, and I think we should just burn Dennis. Like he burned our pole. <laughs> hey. I'll take contempt to that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ron's coming, becoming contemptuous in this old age. <laughs> oh, one thing I should say. Um, Dennis is very apologetic and does not remember doing the thing. Oh my god. Dennis. 
or says he doesn't remember doing the thing, rather. The nine of spades. That's a spade. We have reached winner. Uh. Yep, this is a spade. <laughs> Call a spade a spade. And remember, if we draw the king of spades, that is the end of the game. Someone goes missing. They're alone in the winter elements. Choose one. The community organizes constant search parties, and eventually the person is found. Project dice are not reduced this week. No one ever hears from that person again. Well, the debate is simply... Um, Simply ended by the fact that Dennis wanders off and and people let that make the decision for them and no effort is made and little is ever seen or heard of him again. No projects, so you get in action. So there's a new project, which is a last-ditch effort uh, to rebuild the pole. And this will take place over the course of three weeks. There's a hard three-week deadline, and if they fail to make a sufficiently long pole by that time, uh, it's agreed that this idea will be abandoned forever. Eight of actual spades. Winter is harsh and desperate. Oh, and desperation gives fear. Give ri Oh my god. And desperation gives rise to fear mongering. Choose one. Spend the week calming the masses and dispelling their violent sentiments. This week ends immediately. Declare war on someone or something. This counts as starting a project. <laughs> Um, I'm pretty sure everyone just declares war on the hybrids um, because actually they discover that the hybrids have been living as spies um, among the normal human beings because of that pelt thing that makes it really confusing <laughs> whether you're a hybrid or a human. Um, and so this grassy area is declaring war on all the fog-living hybrids. And that is going to be a... Mm, two week project okay. and then is that does that count as my project nope okay um it's, it's in bold right yeah he, it's bold yeah yeah okay I think we should hold a, dis a discussion on what to do with the spies that we found within our community 
Um, and I'll start with a question. Um, if they were able to pretend that they were like us, then doesn't that mean that they're similar enough to us that we should consider negotiating with them? Burn them. Burn them alive. It's the simplest answer. I think we simply take off our coats and then we'll, we'll, we'll issue an edict. Everyone must take off their coats. But we and, and we already know they have no tolerance for cold. That's the only reason they're able to survive to begin with. I think this should settle the matter very quickly. But we'll die if we take off our coats because the water is irradiated. That's the end of that discussion. <laughs> there aren't many of us left, and we're really in a not great <sighs> position. The Jack of Winter. An infected outsider arrives seeking amnesty. They have some much-needed resources with them. Choose one. Welcome them into the community. Remove a scarcity, but also introduce an, effect, an infection into the community. Bar them from entry. What scarcity could have been addressed? How does its need become more dire this week? So who's the outsider? Who's the outsider? You're the outsider. Oh, I know it is. So the huge, um, the huge, what do you call it? The huge tumbleweed bear monster rumbles into camp and says in a low but very human sounding voice that uh, says that she has uh, what are our scarcities right now? Kryptonite, communication, and bones. And tumbleweed now. And tumbleweed, right. So she comes and she says, I have a location that has enough bones to build a structure that can withstand anything that is to come. I simply ask that you accept myself and my children and that you Keep us fed. I need to decide what that. Now I need to answer my own question. <laughs> I think we let the them in let the creature in and accept all the tumbleweeds and but when one of them opens up and is hungry instead of fighting them off we just let them eat the weakest of us in that moment and everybody knows who the next up is but we have the bones to build a structure and after reducing project dice we're going to reinforce and extend the cone into a structure that can withstand even the coldest of winter winds. And that's a five-week project.
drew the five of spades. Of what, sorry? <sighs> of spades. Winter elements destroy a food source. If this was your only food source, add a scarcity. Winter elements leave everyone cold, tired, and miserable. Project dice are not reduced this week. <clears throat> so yes, the the brutal the brutal winter conditions in this oasis are really taking a toll. Um our water source is freezing over Morale is low, and the monsters are clamoring for more food. <clears throat> and as a result, um, progress on the pole grinds to a halt this week and our other projects. What's the third? So we have the bone, we have the bone pole, we have the shelter. And what's the third project? Oh, war. Mm. That's really interesting when that finishes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Meanwhile, there's a new project. The most the most hardcore tumbleweed lovers in the community, um, the tumbleweed fundamentalists, decide that the day of reckoning is upon us and... Really, there's nothing left to do but to worship the holy tumbleweed. And so they gather. Um, they decide that the project is <clears throat> is to simply go and and pray at the um, at the centerpiece tumbleweed sculpture for the next two weeks. I love this. so that's a project. So when that finishes, something beneficial has to come out of that, <laughs> and it will. It's not the king. Ten of spades. Um, in preparation for the coming year, the community begins a huge undertaking: start a project that will take at least five weeks to complete. Um. I think the community decides that they need to build a higher section to this middle part so that they can escape the rising fog and maybe produce farmlands. So they start trying to create aquifers um, and divert the water into a more beneficial mode as well as building the second shelf in the center. What's the more beneficial mode? Uh, oh, just so that it can reach higher places, okay. like pumping it upwards. Yeah. All right, so projects finish. Uh, who did the poll? Was that your poll? Yeah, Ron, yeah, Ron, yeah. I think it was that your poll. Uh, right, so after a massive collective effort and investment in resources, um, 
the town has in fact constructed a pole long enough to span the desert and reach the other side. And they've confirmed this by climbing to the highest point, looking out with binoculars, and they can see that they've they've made landfall. Um, and so there's a pole now just sitting there in some city far off, and they await what what that might bring. And so they've started trying things like shaking the pole. Maybe that'll cause some reverberations. Anything to anything to get the attention of anyone on the other side. It, it it becomes clear that uh, no one really considered how exactly this poll would reap benefits, how exactly um, the message would be received, uh, what it would really do for them. And, um, and so, yeah, now it's just a lot of hoping. Also, the war finished. Yeah, Nelly, tell us about the war. Okay, so this is the war with the hybrids? Question mark. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, it was pretty bloody and violent, um, and it ended up that the human beings had to take things to the hybrids' court um, and fight them in the weird fog. Um, but in the end, the humans won out, and now there is... Um, an extra cohort, like an extra distinction in the groups, not only of those, well, sorry, wait, the group has no, the group was previously only the higher class from earlier. Um, and now there's a distinction between those who have killed hybrids and where they're pelts and those who killed full tumbled monsters and where they're pelts and the hybrid killer. They're kind of like veterans. So they're considered more, um, venerated and the others are getting jealous um how do the monsters feel about this um the monsters are not super happy they prioritize eating those wearing hybrid pelts (laughs) (laughs) and wait was it your turn that we were just on who drew who drew the last card I think Nelly did. Right. Okay. So you get to do uh, action now. Um, I think we discover something new. Um, And that new thing is that the pole is now humming. (laughs) It's a pole with a musical note on it. A headstrong community member takes charge of the community's work efforts. A project fails, and then a different project finishes early. Or a headstrong community member tries to take control of the community. How are they prevented from doing this? Due to the conflict, project dice are not reduced this week. What's this? That's uh, that's the tumbleweed fundamentalists worshipping right. at the altar of... Correct. Yeah. Uh, right. I think that the the big bear tumbleweed, the the really big one, 
uh, tries to direct the human's efforts to make things work as efficiently as possible, but they're really bad at it. They don't really understand how all these things work. They're just, they've been most, for most of their life, have just been concerned with killing people. And recently they got this whole sentience thing and it's a new, exciting experience, but it's, but they're really not ready to become the the leaders in terms of a logistical sense. And so project dice are not going to reduce this week. And there is a lot more tension between the humans and the bear tumbleweed in charge. So project reduced your fundamentalists. I thought you said they're not going to reduce. Oh, they're not going to reduce. You're super right. I lied. I'm a great liar. All right. And then I want to have a discussion. about the vibrating of the pole and I guess my does anybody understand this It's probably just the wind. I think this is definitely not the wind. I think it's a sign that there's some kind of alien life on this planet and we should GTFO and burn the pole <laughs> so that they can't get to us. As much as I like the sound of the burning, there's something about the vibrations that really call to me. I don't know. Does anybody else feel that? Four. Okay. All of the animals and young children are crying and won't stop. Hold a discussion about this in addition to your regular action for the week. <laughs> or a great atrocity is revealed. What is it? Who uncovers it? All the children and animals are crying is the name of my next musical album. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think we're going to have to discuss this. This is very serious. Um, just to recap, all of the animals and young children in the community are crying ceaselessly and we're going to have to we're gonna have to talk about this. Um Yeah, Nelly, what do you think? It's definitely the pole and we should burn it, as I've been saying. How can we let this continue? It's creaking havoc and obviously doing some weird mind control stuff. This is the worst thing our community has encountered since the bear things. As one of the bear things. No, I, <laughs> um, I mean, why wouldn't they cry in this situation? The only reason I'm crying is because I'm at a meeting right now. I spend most of my time crying where the world is ending. If this is it, I'm sorry, guys, I don't know why we're still fighting. And maybe the young children and the animals have it right. Maybe it's just time that we all go back into our holes and give up. Maybe uh, maybe our, our pelts, the efficacy, of your, uh, the efficacy of our pelts is wearing off and... Um, 
and you know this is manifesting itself as some kind of some kind of allergic reaction um it's causing everyone's eyes to water and their eyes are watering so ceaselessly that that's just in itself bringing them to tears um yeah i think that this could be the start of a new crisis crisis uh, i have i have an action too i was also saying no to the pun because that's what i do i say no to puns oh uh, yeah that too and then i laugh internally okay in the meantime um the fundamentalists have had a grand old time <laughs> <laughs> they've been paying no mind to what's going to the destruction and upheaval going on in the community and uh, they seem to have some sort of epiphany, and they seem to believe that uh, the the vibrating musical pole is a result of some kind of some kind of divine tumbleweed activity. Um, and so they have an idea, which is that they're going to um, they're going to jettison. Some tum- some sacrificial tumbleweeds, and use the pole as a guiding force, and so it'll run the length of the pole, and they'll they'll throw because the pole doesn't seem to be getting anyone's attention, um, as far as they can tell. But maybe maybe if a bunch of tumbleweeds start rolling through um, this faraway city, then then that'll get someone's attention. So they get they gather. Um, so a new project one week project starts um, the strongest and bravest among them are going to uh, gather together some of the remaining tumbleweeds and roll them like bowling balls <laughs> along the pole and then they'll go tumbling through the streets of that city and that's why um you know, maybe that's why you see that sometimes in like old West movies is because, um, there are those because people. there's the, there's those people out in oases and and as a last ditch effort they're throwing their <laughs> they're throwing their tumbleweeds out just you know it's like a flare just to see if see if anyone's out there. Every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. Every time you see a tumbleweed, there is a community that has been beset by tumbleweed human hybrids that and the, there are people throwing those tumbleweeds in order to be saved. Seems legit. Alright, uh Ron gets an action. That was my action. The new project the new is, project to, is right. to roll right. tumbleweeds. Correct. Correct. Uh, well it's too late. What happens? Thanks for playing, guys. So we can talk normally now. The game is over. <laughs> wow, just spontaneous end. Wow. Crippling. <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Again, that was A Game of the Quiet Year, which is by Avery Alder. You can find all of her work and a lot of other cool stuff at buriedwithoutceremony.com. You can also buy this game there, which is... A thing that you should probably do, if we're being honest. If you like the show, 
and you want the show to keep going, leave a review or a rating on iTunes. This is super helpful. If you want to talk to me, I'm on Twitter at scene underscore play. And you can also email me, which is the best way to get in contact with me, at sceneplaypod at gmail.com. And now I have a poem for you, which I may or may not have read before, but eh. This is a monologue from American Gods by Neil Gaiman. I can believe things that are true, and things that aren't true, and I can believe things where nobody knows if they're true or not. I can believe in Santa Claus, and the Easter Bunny, and the Beatles, and Marilyn Monroe, and Elvis, and Mr. Ed. Listen, I believe that people are perfectible, that knowledge is infinite, and that the world is run by secret banking cartels, and is visited by aliens on a regular basis. Nice ones that look like wrinkled lemurs, and bad ones who mutilate cattle and want our water and our women. I believe that the future sucks, and I believe that the future rocks, and I believe that one day white buffalo woman is going to come back and kick everyone's ass. I believe that all men are just overgrown boys with deep problems communicating, and that the decline in good sex in America is coincident with the decline in drive-in movie theaters from state to state. I believe that all politicians are unprincipled crooks and I still believe they are better than the alternative. I believe that California is going to sink into the sea when the big one comes, while Florida is going to dissolve into madness and alligators and toxic waste. I believe that antibacterial soap is destroying our resistance to dirt and disease so that one day we'll all be wiped out by the common cold, like Martians in the War of the Worlds. I believe that the greatest poets of the last century were Edith Sitwell and Don Marquis, that jade is dried dragon sperm, and that thousands of years ago, in a former life, I was a one-armed Siberian shaman. I believe that mankind's destiny lies in the stars. I believe that candy really did taste better when I was a kid, that it's aerodynamically impossible for a bumblebee to fly, that light is a wave and a particle, that there's a cat in a box somewhere who's alive and dead at the same time. Although, if they don't ever open the box to feed it, it'll eventually just be two different kinds of dead. And that there are stars in the universe billions of years older than the universe itself. I believe in a personal God who cares about me and worries and oversees everything I do. I believe in an impersonal God who set the universe in motion and went off to hang with her girlfriends and doesn't even know that I'm alive. I believe in an empty and godless universe of causal chaos, background noise, and sheer blind luck. I believe that anyone who says sex is overrated just hasn't done it properly. I believe that anyone who claims to know what's going on will lie about the little things, too. I believe in absolute honesty and sensible social lies. I believe in a woman's right to choose and a baby's right to live, and that while all human life is sacred, there's nothing wrong with the death penalty, if you can trust the legal system implicitly, and that no one but a moron would ever trust the legal system. I believe that life is a game, that life is a cruel joke and that life is what happens when you're alive and that you might as well lie back and enjoy it.